Hi, I'm Deanna. And I'm Ben. This is Filmscape, a movie reviewing podcast. Today, we're reviewing Demonic, a new science fiction horror film and unofficial Sims adaption from the director of District 9, Neil Blomkamp. Ben, what were your thoughts of Demonic? I thought Demonic was a strange Sims adaptation because there was a lot more weird demonic bullshit and exposition than I remember from the Sims games. So um, (laughs) I think as a Sims adaptation, it could have been better. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, This movie was terrible, but for a specific reason, it really squandered its potential because to synopsize this, I guess it's a movie technically. Okay, (laughs) so we have a young woman named Carly. She has a very bad relationship with her mother named Angela. So Angela has been convicted of murders and now she's in a facility where... Carly gets a call from saying, hey, you know, your mother would like to hear from you. Even her friend who knew her mom was even called to come in. Martin. Yes, Martin. So these characters are converging once again after a long period of time. It's been almost seven years or so. In order for her to interact with her mother, Angela, in her head, she's put into a simulation where then she's able to see her and... Some crazy things happen from there. There are some scary demons, I would say, that create some havoc in the simulation and in life. It's not a dream. You know, it's not reality. You know, it's part of the why they have their little plot. You know, when they have their little taglines for movies, they're like, it's not reality and it's not a dream. It's a simulation. Or What is this, the Matrix? Yeah, like, I don't know, but I just know that... I think very early, it, it what's bad about this movie... I'd rather watch Matrix Revolutions than this. What's bad... <laughs> Sorry, what's, continue. What's bad about this movie is this movie has a running time of a, about 104 minutes and... Only 104 minutes? Only. Wow. But it feels twice as long. Yeah. And it also is a waste of time because... Most of the time, they're just hanging out in their simulation. But nothing really happens until, like, kind of last minute, it feels. This movie, to me, felt like a really bad Black Mirror episode. Yes. And a lot of Black Mirror episodes, I hear people say, oh, this could be a movie or that could be a movie, the longest ones. And even though they're feature length, they still don't qualify as movies because a movie is... It has to have a certain structure. Enough things have to happen. Some people might disagree with this, but I mostly mean in the difference between an anthology series, as in every episode is its own story, and a movie. This doesn't feel like a real movie to me because there's just not enough that happens, especially with the ending, um, which will spoil because who cares? Don't watch this. It's a very quick resolution with the demon. It ends up being a pretty standard situation. But the setup implies a bunch of science fiction craziness as it work. So right. it's this sort of intriguing premise where 
these scientists want to bring in Carly and Martin because Angela is referencing her, Carly, in her simulation, which is sort of like a dream, I guess, because she's in a coma. Angela fell into a coma after being violent in prison because she went on this crazy killing spree before and she doesn't have a relationship with Carly, of course. The sanitarium where Angela worked is where she went on the killing spree. Carly reluctantly enters Angela's mind to talk to her, and this is where it becomes a Sims remake, because the camera angles and the way people move, it's literally like Sims 3. Yep, except it's not even good Sims, because the graphics, it's not like it's that bad, but it's not that good. It looks like a movie from the 2000s. It's not bad, it's not... I know it's supposed to be low budget, but it just makes me feel disappointed. It's like, that's why if you really want to watch a crazy simulation and you want Sims to be involved, there's all these people who manage to do all these cool stuff in these random Sims 3, Sims 4 forums, and they create movies of like doing crazy shit. If you want to see something like that, you can watch that instead of watching this. This, I mean, it's less of a waste of your time than this. But I think that the rejoining of Carly and Martin and even her friend Sam, who's another friend that they have with Angela, it's all in the spirit of, you know, demonic possession. Yeah, it's strange. When Carly enters Angela's mind and it becomes this weird dream-like simulation, it kind of just looks the way you'd think. There could have been a lot more weird visual stuff happening because it's a simulation. It can be anything. But no, it's just their childhood house. And she goes up and the mom is there. And even though she was calling for Carly and Martin, she just immediately tells her to leave because she's not safe. She does tell her to get out and she does make it seem like you're in danger, like as if she has awareness that there's a reason why. But she doesn't want to explain that there's a demon involved because she knows that people will think that she's crazy. When Carly says, well, what the hell, like, you called me, then that's when she says, no, I didn't, it did. It was the demon. Dun, 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 dun. After the first visit with her mother, Carly starts getting nightmares. When Carly has her nightmare, she finds a strange symbol made of a raven carcass. Which Hmm. is eerie. Yeah. And might have something to do with the demon. She goes into the simulation again, and she enters into this tunnel that's in the house, into a field, toward an old sanatorium where Angela had worked. And that was the one sequence where I could begin to see, okay, this is a weird, surreal, dreamlike visual of a tunnel in the house that you go through, and then it leads to a sanatorium. That's total dream logic. I was like, this movie just needed to lean into that kind of stuff. I just want to see weird, cool things, metaphors for stuff, because it's it's their unconscious in a simulation. Like, that's exactly what this premise needs. And they don't do that at all, except for this one little thing. So that's a big missed opportunity. And that's the first confrontation with the demon. And then the demon, it turns out, can affect things in the real world. Of course, because there has to be some kind of real-world consequences if this is all just a bunch of nonsense. And they do some investigation. They find out more stuff. It's very exposition-heavy. The demon can affect the friends and family of its host, which means the demon can basically do anything. 
and then the demon becomes obsessed with Carly after being with Angela, its focus shifts to her. And when she's talking to Martin, he tells her a lot of this information that the demon is targeting the host's family and friends. Martin was obsessed with these theories about demonic possession, and he had nightmares about it ever since they were kids. And their time spent with Angela. Yeah, so it's looking like Angela may have been possessed by a demon, and that's why she was so crazy and violent growing up. Which I was and committed I was, murders. Yes. One of Martin's theories is that the sanatorium is a portal to hell, and that's where the demon came from. And now the demon wants to compel Carly to commit the same crimes that it compelled Angela to do. The title of the movie gives it away. As soon as she's just there and she starts to go into Angela's simulation and there's no demon yet, I was just like, okay, so she's been possessed by a demon and that caused her to commit murders. Like, I get it. And then most of the way through the movie, Martin kind of explains this and I was like, We know. Yes, we get it. (laughs) It's not that complicated. Do you want to reveal the part that you loved the most in this wonderful film? Yes, I would be very happy to reveal this. This is why I would give this movie a 1 out of 10, because this movie introduces the most amazing idea I've heard in my life. Martin tells Carly that the Vatican is sanctioning special black ops groups of warrior priests, like SWAT teams of literal buff priests, to perform exorcisms and kill demons. And the people who she's been interacting with who have been running the simulations are also priests. It's hilarious and amazing. Under and the guise that they're doctors and, and all these other wonderful credentials. Y- yeah, but all these nope. scientists are just priests in the simulation place. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, what? When I heard that, I was like, okay, I love this movie now. This movie's okay by me. But... We never get to see the priests in action because we find this out like two-thirds of the way through the movie. Carly has a crazy encounter with Sam, which is... One of her best friends. Which I think is a dream sequence, but maybe not. Where she puts on a bird mask and says, Look for me in the woods. And then she contorts her body and chases Carly around the house. And then she wakes up. It's not clear if it's a dream, which is odd. The demon is this weird raven creature. That's the significance of the symbol. Whether that encounter was a dream or not, she and Martin track down Sam, who is traumatized and says that a group of men took Angela into the nearby sanatorium, thus leading us to the exciting ending. When we find Sam, though, she's terrified, so it almost makes me seem like she was possessed for a moment, that fear of the demon made her possessed or some i don't know something like how we were saying about it being transferred yeah um, that i think that it's possible that it did possess her and that's why she ended up in the middle of the woods like what carly suspected you know after that uh incident and then that's when they all go on the hunt to go try to find angela and make sure that she's safe but the badass priest hunters went there first but it didn't go so well for them They've all been killed at the sanatorium, and you see this one amazing little shot of an open briefcase or something, and there's, like, a vial of holy water, 
and a cross and all these like religious things in this red velvet case that are clearly meant to be like weapons or something to fight the demons. And I was like, why didn't we see this battle? I want to see buff priests shooting demons and shit. It's like, are you kidding me? They don't show any of that and they're all just dead. Yeah, they all just end up being murdered. So this movie is a giant waste of time. They tease you this absolutely amazing thing. And I just think they should make a spinoff about these black ops priests just being <laughs> badasses and performing exorcisms and saying 80s one-liners. They have a big back tattoo of Jesus. They were and... branded with like a cross on their back. Oh yeah, there was literally a person who had a brand of a cross on his back. The other thing that I have to say about that is, you know, like you you end up with, you know, these people who also come under this guise of, you'll be in the stimulation, but we'll take you out right away if you feel uncomfortable. And then Carly will say, hey, take me out, take me out. And they will just be like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. I want to see what the demon does. Yeah, yeah. These priests aren't very ethical or empathetic, are they? It's like you're not a student. This isn't a student film. This is made by the guy. Right. This, it fooled the, me. Right? It fooled me It fooled me too because it was made by Neil Blomkamp. And it, I'm just, it just makes you really, it's just so saddening because you think. I'm not as surprised because I've seen his other movies. And, you know, of course I love District 9. Everyone loves District 9. It's an amazing movie. But District 9 was 12 years ago. All of his subsequent movies, all over the ads and the trailers, it says, from the director of District 9. It's like, that's the what he's leaning on to carry him through, to kind of ride the wave of success, to bring credence to his other movies. But none of his other movies have lived up to that at all. I think most people feel that way. Elysium was okay, and then Chappie I didn't really like, and now there's this. It's just been like a steady decline in quality but this is a new low for sure that's the part um and just that's just especially disappointing and one thing is that neil blomkamp loves video games and this movie a lot of the scenes especially toward the end and everything in the simulations felt very sims meets silent hill yes that must have been a visual influence because it's very silent hill with wandering in this dreamy unknown town dilapidated structures and there's already a silent hill movie and i actually think it's pretty good this ain't it i mean (laughs) i don't know what this movie was trying to accomplish but like we said the ending is just completely rushed carly enters the simulation again to rescue angela and the demon is possessing people carly before she enters the simulation there's one priest who's still alive the doctor who was putting her under And he gives her the holy lance that will kill the demon. So then she takes it into the simulation and the demon is possessing people. And then she just kills the demon with the lance. And then the demon dies. She stabs herself because she becomes possessed. Right. And then that's it. Carly sees Angela one last time who's free of the demon. And they make amends right before Angela passes away. Yeah, and then she ends up waking up in the hospital, and then she's alive, and she puts flowers on her mom's grave, and she's like, bye. She's buddies with Martin. I'm alive. And she leaves flowers at Angela's grave, and then it just ends. And you're like, like, what? (laughs) Was this some, like, crappy B-movie thing? Like, what did I just witness here? Right, but then (laughs) the other thing I want to be mindful of, too, and this is annoying, is of course there has to be one priest who has been in this terrible battle, who just, you know, he's dying. 
and he's holding on just long enough and he has the holy lance he says here take the holy lance this will help you you know this should save you bad bad script like what terrible b yeah total b movie If, if you're in the need of a terrible sporadically funny b movie then uh you know this is another one and uh i i can't believe this is the guy who made district nine that's like shocking to me and he was gonna make an alien five I'm i mean so- who knows what how that would have okay. turned out because his career has just been like all over the place with the kinds of movies he makes so one thing i thought about district nine ends with the main character making that flower thing and that you know and he's been transformed into yeah an alien. oh my goodness he's so cute but he's like i but he's also like i want to cry because that is so sweet and sad but this movie also ends with like putting flowers somewhere and you know hmm. like neil you know come up with a new ending <laughs> To be fair, I think this ending is still pretty different from District 9, generally. <laughs> she leaves flowers at her mom's grave, and like the other one's like, let me leave a flower for my wife. Okay, yeah. Maybe she'll notice it's me as a little alien. <laughs> the last scene in this movie is hardly the problem. It's, it's, I know. It's everything. But still, I'm like, maybe need an idea. So, that's demonic. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about this film, Diana? There were a bunch of actors that were just... Oh, yeah, the acting was bad in this movie. Yeah. That, too. Bad acting, bad script, just everything. Yeah. I have to say, it wasn't... When I saw this had, like, a 16% or whatever on Rotten Tomatoes, I was braced for something just painful to sit through. And this wasn't painful to sit through. This wasn't as painful to sit through as I thought it would be. It's sort of watchable, I guess. It's not, like, completely insulting to your intelligence, you know? It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Right. <sighs> well. So sad. That's demonic. I hope Neil Blomkamp is able to redeem himself because this, this is just, this is just not it. Oof. You kept comparing the main character, Carly, and saying, oh, she looks like Numi Rapace's, like, less famous, you know, younger sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. And- she looks a lot like Numi Rapace to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot. This literally just felt like a total throwaway, trashy horror movie with no bunch of no names, except the only difference is that Neil Blomkamp made it, who has like right. Matt Damon in his movie from almost 10 years ago, and now he's doing this. It's like, what happened? District 9 was nominated for Oscars. Oscars. Now he's being nominated for Razzies. I wouldn't be surprised. So oh. Neil, please get it together. and. Honey, no. This isn't it. Yeah. First Chappie and now this. I mean, come on. <laughs> Hi, Film Booze. If you want to contact us with any questions or comments or thoughts on the film, you can reach us at filmscaped at gmail.com. That's F-I-L-M-S-C-A-P-E-D at gmail.com. We have a website called filmscapepodcast.com. We also have an Instagram at filmscapepodcast which you should definitely follow if you are not already. Please remember to rate and review and subscribe. On the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks.